Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the Easy Languages podcast. Today we have a slightly different episode because uh, today it's going to be just me sitting in front of my computer. Uh, Rita, unfortunately, couldn't make it for today's episode. Well, life happens and gets in the way of language learning and also many other things. Uh, so I think it's important in these situations that we try and make the best out of uh, the situation. And so I prepared a very special episode uh, for you listeners, and uh, we have quite a lot to cover during this episode. Hopefully this is going to be uh, just as interesting as uh, our previous episodes. You will let me know. Uh, you can always send us a message. You can always send us questions going to our website, easy-languages.org slash podcast. But what are we going to talk about today? We have a lot of things that I want to uh, address. Um, so, for example, uh, we are going to talk about our network updates in section number one. Then we have our topic of the week for uh, uh, section number two, and this is going to be self-talk. This is definitely the perfect moment to talk about this special technique. Then we also have a, a section three where I'm going to answer a question that Hélène from the uh, Easy French team uh, sent us in the previous uh, weeks. And finally, we are going to have our after show as usual, multilingual after show. What I'm going to try and do in this specific after show for our supporters is I'm going to try and put, you know, a theory into practice by showing how I use self-talk to practice language learning. So without further ado, let's get started. So the network update that I promised is about the Easy Russian team. Well, they have just released their podcast. Their podcast is officially out. They have already released their trailer and the episode number one. So huge congratulations to Nikita and Marina. This is actually the 10th podcast in the Easy Languages Network. And, uh, and at the beginning, it's going to be out every other week. So... Huge congratulations to Nikita and Marina again. And actually, I sort of promised that I would uh, start learning Russian next year. So uh, this is going to be so helpful, so useful for me in the next few months. In the episode number one, they actually talk about uh, how and why they have left Russia, because they are not in Russia anymore. But if you're wondering how the Easy Russian podcast sounds like, it's a short snippet for you. Всем привет! Всем привет! Меня зовут Марина Бочарова. А меня Никита Татарский. Мы ведущие подкаста Easy Russian. Это подкаст для тех, кто учит русский язык, несмотря ни на что. So, поздравляем, Nikita and Marina. I had to Google congratulations in Russian, and I'm sure my pronunciation was way off. So, Nikita and Marina, if you are ever going to listen to this podcast episode, please let me know uh, how my pronunciation was. But now, let's move to the core of this episode. So the topic that I chose for this episode is self-talk, which is actually what I'm doing right now in front of my microphone. So this is a thing. And, you know, there are lots of questions about uh, self-talk. So let's start with the most basic question. What is self-talk? I think it's pretty self-explanatory, if you see what I did there. 
but uh, self talk is actually speaking to yourself, talking to yourself. And I think it is one of the most underrated language learning uh, techniques that you can use to improve your learning process. So let, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Should I really talk to myself? Uh, where should I do that? Um, well, the thing is, some people might think that they look like weirdos walking around the town uh, talking to themselves. Uh, so I recommend in this case, for example, that you use a pair of headphones or earphones uh, so that people actually think that you are on a phone call or that you are listening and sending a voice message into your phone so that you remove that you know, barrier uh, from using this uh, particularly useful technique. But you can actually talk to yourself in the comfort of your home while sitting by yourself on the sofa or maybe while having a shower. So uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that already use this technique. Um, for example, I use it not only for language learning, but I also use it for clarity of mind. When I want to talk about you know, a specific issue in my life, in the business or whatever, I might even talk out loud to myself uh, so that, you know, everything that I say uh, is, uh, in a way, more organized, you know, clearer in my mind so that I can make uh, better decisions, so that I can take better decisions. So the question is now how you can do that. Uh, well, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, one is pretty much what I have described already. Uh, you are uh, doing stuff uh, in your house or while walking around. Maybe you are walking your dog or you are, uh, I don't know, washing the dishes and whatever. These are good options for you to listen to a podcast. But uh, in other situations, you might also want to use this time to talk to yourself. The other option is a little bit more active in a way because it requires you to sit in front of a computer so that you kind of use the help of a computer uh, and, you know, the translators or the online dictionaries uh, to help you with the words that you might not find, uh, with the uh, doubts that you have while uh, speaking uh, in your target language. So what are the topics that you can cover uh, while you are talking to yourself? Well, this is the beauty of it all, because chances are that uh, when you are going to speak in a foreign language, especially in the first few uh, occasions, you are going to talk a lot about yourself. People are going to ask questions about yourself, and now you have learned your languages. So uh, talking to yourself is a great way to uh, practice the phrases that you are going to use in these situations. So you can uh, talk a little bit more about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what have you studied, uh, uh, why you decided to learn this specific language, why you decided to move to a different country or to accept that job offer, or why you decided to travel to a specific country. What is it that you like about that specific language or culture? and so on. So it's uh, all stuff that's very personal and very relevant to you. It's content that you will not find anywhere on the internet or in language books, because this is all stuff that, uh, you know, is relevant just for you. This is basically your tailor-made uh, content that you are going to use again and again, especially in the first few months of your language learning journey. But you can also talk about so many other things. For example, your daily routine. 
What is it that you do uh, when you wake up in the morning? If you go to work, how you go to work? Uh, what is it that you like to do in your um, spare time, for example? You can also talk about your hobby. You can read uh, an article about a topic that you like, and you can actually discuss, expand whatever you want to uh, say about that, what you think about that specific article. And another great thing is that even if you for some reason, are out of topics that you want to talk about, uh, you just have to Google random question generator and you will be presented with a couple of websites uh, that will ask you questions that go from, you know, basic questions to philosophical uh, questions that you can have fun translating into your target language and then even uh, replying. Uh, now, this uh, technique is dedicated especially for those who have started already their uh, process of learning a new language and are maybe uh, at a stage where they know how to you know, form uh, sentences when they have studied pretty much everything that you have to study about the language without mastering. So I would say a beginner intermediate, but um, there's also pro tips that you can uh, use uh, with this uh, technique. Uh, for example, uh, one pro tip could be that you can actually record yourself while speaking uh, the language. And after you are done with your self-talk technique, uh, you can listen to yourself. And so that's going to be uh, easier for you to spot the mistakes that you've done or uh, what is it that you uh, were, were trying to say but didn't manage to do so. Uh, you can also transcribe what you said or have somebody or something, since we are uh, talking a lot about uh, artificial intelligence these days, transcribe this for you so that you can uh, use it again and again even in other uh, ways to improve your vocabulary or your fluency. My recommendation is to um, use this technique so Talk to yourself for at least 10, 15 minutes. And this is because I have found out that, um, especially for languages that are a little bit harder for me to grasp, uh, speaking for less than 10 minutes doesn't, you know, uh, put me in the zone, if we want to uh, call it like that. So it's like the brain requires a little bit of time before it is accustomed, uh, acquainted with this uh, new uh, wavelengths of this new language. So I always recommend that you uh, keep up for at least 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, you will probably see that you are more and more comfortable with this uh, technique, but also with the uh, target language. And you speak a little bit more uh, fluently in a way. So you stop less, you look for fewer words uh, and so on. Of course, for this technique, there are pros and cons uh, that we want to analyze. For example, uh, one of the many pros that this technique has is that you don't need anything else and you don't need anyone else. You can do this basically anytime uh, and anywhere. Uh, again, you might just want to use some uh, earphones if you don't want to look silly while walking in the streets talking to yourself, but this is actually not really necessary. Uh, it's up to you, really. And another great uh, pro about this technique is that it's a great way for you to spot the gaps in your vocabulary, but also in, in your grammar, maybe. So when you are trying to make a sentence, you are not sure uh, about how to say a specific word. So you have to reach out for a, a dictionary or for your smartphone to help you with that. The thing is, it really helps you 
to move your words or even grammar structures um, from your passive knowledge to your active knowledge. Uh, when it comes to words, for example, from the passive vocabulary to the active vocabulary. Passive vocabulary is stuff that you listen and maybe understand. Active vocabulary are the words that you actively use when you know producing output, when you are speaking. And just to give you an idea of how powerful that is, um, I'm sure you've been in a situation where somebody gave you a phone number, maybe, that you had to memorize or just remember. And uh, it happens to me a lot. One of the first things that I do, uh, especially if I have to memorize it for a short amount of time, is I say it out loud. So I repeat it again and again and again. If it's a combination, you know, when they send you these one-time passwords by SMS, by text message, and you have to put it into the, the, the keyboard, into your computer or whatever. And so, for example, in those situations, I keep repeating the one-time password out loud because saying stuff out loud uh, is a great way to boost your memory uh, and uh, in this case, it's a great way for you to cement, to uh, strengthen the words that you only knew passively, but that you turn into active uh, knowledge and that you can keep on using again and again after that. And one final great pro that I want to mention about this technique is probably the most important and is that it builds confidence. So maybe you are a little bit shy or maybe you are not too confident uh, when you have to speak uh, a foreign language. Maybe you don't feel your level is good enough. Uh, but, you know, uh, sooner or later, if you learn a language, chances are that you will actually have to end up speaking uh, that language. And if you never do that, uh, you will never get good at it. Uh, so the only way to get good at something in most situations is to practice, practice, practice. And Again, maybe you're shy, you don't feel like you want to uh, book a, a lesson with a tutor, you don't want to take the time uh, out of your calendar to book a session with somebody, you are not the kind of guy or girl that goes to a polyglot bar and tackles people with you know, your foreign language or something. Uh, so this is a great way for you to start using the language by yourself in the comfort zone and in the comfort of your room, uh, your house. And little by little, you kind of build your fluency uh, phrase by phrase, session by session. And the key thing is that you will feel less scared uh, the whole process of uh, talking to somebody else in a foreign language will be less scary uh, because you are already aware of what you can do uh, with that language. So the when the when finally the opportunity comes uh, and you have to talk to some native speaker in their language, uh, it will not feel so intimidating anymore because well, you actually do this a lot by yourself and feel more and more comfortable and confident in your target language. Of course, when it comes to cons, there's there's a couple. There are obvious, there are pretty obvious. First of all, uh, you do not get the interaction that you would get when you speak to another person. Of course, it's not a, let's say, a discussion. It's not a, a conversation. 
It's just you thinking out loud, uh, basically, and taking the conversation uh, where you want. So this is another uh, con. For example, when you are in a natural conversation, you know you don't always lead the conversation. So that means that the topic might change and might end up to something that you are not really comfortable with. Uh, and maybe that you've never talked about. So you will have to learn to live with that and kind of fight your way with the skills that you've been building uh, for yourself to navigate through the difficulties of talking about something that you're not really comfortable with, you know. Uh, but the main con about this uh, technique is actually that you do not get corrections and this is you know vital when you are learning a new language so either you are very uh self-aware when it comes to having doubts about how to say uh, this or that how to pronounce this word how to build this sentence and you look it up or uh, in the truth is that in these situations when you are not really comfortable when you're not really sure about uh, something specific Uh, of course, the best way is still to uh, talk to a teacher, talk to a tutor that can help you um, uh, spot your uh, difficulties, spot your mistakes, correct them so that you can build on that. So uh, all in all, this all brings us to uh, the conclusion about this uh, technique, uh, which is that it's actually a great tool. And as I mentioned, it's probably very underrated It's great because it helps you uh, build fluency by yourself whenever you want, anywhere you want. And when time comes for an actual conversation, you will not be unprepared or you will not be scared to death to uh, say your first few words. Uh, but the thing is that as many things uh, in language learning, this does not work uh, by itself. This does not work alone. You cannot just do this and, you know, become fluent in a foreign language, of course. Actually, when it comes to speaking, uh, this technique works best when you complement it with real-life uh, conversations, either with a tutor uh, or a teacher or with just, you know, another person or a native speaker that somebody anyway that speaks uh, that language and you can have that real life uh, interaction that only, you know, uh, the conversations with other human beings uh, can provide. Yeah, you can even have conversations with artificial intelligence these days, even in foreign languages. Uh, but my personal opinion is that uh, we learn languages to interact with other people. The world is a wonderful place and it's filled with wonderful people from so many different cultures. So uh, it's, uh, it's always a good idea to strike a conversation, uh, learn something new, which language learning is all about at the end. So our final section today is uh, one about a question that our uh, friend Helen from the Easy French team uh, sent us. And uh, it's all about frustrations when learning languages, but let's go ahead and listen to her voice message. Hi, guys. This is Helen from Easy French. I've been listening to your podcast a lot. And one episode was particularly interesting to me. It's uh, episode number six, How Long Does It Really Take to Learn a Language?, Um, I really appreciated this, especially the part where uh, you discuss 
why do we need to rush? Is it really necessary to learn a language that fast? And for me, it made a lot of sense because um, I really appreciate every stage of learning a language, whether you are a very beginner and you feel like you're discovering a whole new world, whether you're an intermediate learner and you just start having really good conversations with people, whether you're an advanced learner, of course. Any, any stage seems uh, really interesting and enjoyable to me. But also, I was wondering, it made me question also some things. I was wondering, um, do I sometimes really struggle to learn a language in a way that makes me want to quit because I don't enjoy it anymore? Because for me and for you guys, I'm sure, um, learning a language is first enjoying learning um, this language and enjoying the process of being a learner. So yeah, I was asking myself this question and I also wanted to ask you guys this question. So uh, was there once a language that wasn't enjoyable for you to learn, like a point when you didn't enjoy the process any longer? And why was that? What was the reason? And what did you do? Did you quit or did you stick to it? Thank you. Bye, guys. Au revoir. Ciao. Ciao, Alain. Salut. I'm glad to hear your voice uh, in this podcast. Uh, so to answer your question directly, uh, yes, uh, there's been at least a couple of occasions, if not more than that, uh, where you know I got to a point where I was not really enjoying the, the process anymore. And if you are not enjoying the process, uh, you're basically at a dead end street. Um, this happened to me, for example, with Japanese. Uh, now, I'll, I studied Japanese after studying the, the most popular and common spoken European languages. I really enjoyed the process and I said, why not? I love Japanese culture. So let's, uh, uh, let's try our luck with Japanese as well. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and the thing is, it's, a, of course, a completely different language, which starts very easy, possibly, uh, but it gets, you know, more and more difficult the more you study about, you know, the, um, the structure, the honorifics and so on. I got to the point, of course, where my life had changed a little bit, so I didn't have uh, that much time anymore. Uh, I basically got to a point where I almost completely abandoned Japanese. And when I got the love for language learning back after maybe a couple of years, uh, I actually had to decide to uh, restart, but with another language completely. So I uh, started with Catalan because after failing with Japanese, I wanted a, another language where I could easily succeed, sort of, because, you know, rewarding yourself is very important when it comes to language learning. And uh, after some time, I realized that it was, of course, uh, a pity that I had abandoned Japanese, so I went back to Japanese and took it back to a decent level where I could have conversations with people. And a similar experience, I actually had it with Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, where, of course, I was super motivated um, at the beginning. Uh, I, I studied it for approximately half an hour every day for two years. Uh, progress for me was very slow, so at some point I kind of abandoned it and, you know, the tip that I can give to, to language learners uh, when that happens is um, it's okay to feel uh, the frustration and it's also okay to 
uh, you know, stop for a second. The most important thing when it comes to language learning is actually that you have to enjoy what you're doing. If you're not enjoying it anymore, uh, press pause, sit back, do something else, uh, maybe uh, get involved with other interests, other hobbies, and maybe sooner or later you will go back to that one language that you have uh, that you had left. It's part of the ups and downs of you know the language learning uh, process. Uh, Helen, I hope this uh, long answer uh, is uh, you know enough for you and is enough for all our listeners. So I'll I'll call it an episode. Basically, we've covered a lot, and uh, there's still some more work to do for me. Uh, because I had promised at the beginning of the episode that in this after show, I'm actually going to uh, put theory into practice. And I'm going to do that by self-talking in German and Swedish. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Send your messages to easy-languages-podcast. You can even send your voice message for us to listen to and to play Uh, during our episode so i would say bye for now and talk to you next week ciao